Welcome to the Voice of Fandom Podcast. The one place where you, yes, you, you, the viewer, the fan gets to connect and interact live with the host and talk about your favorite sports team, athlete, or game of the week. And speaking of host, he's straight up, straight to the point. And with a mic in his hand, he lets you know he don't give a sh. Former pro wrestler and your host, Kingston Robinson. <clears throat> Let's go! Oh, yeah! It's back. It's back, and we're back, man. Oh, man. This has gotten good. You know what? Last last week, matter of fact, the past the past week or so, I feel like I have deprived. I've deprived my listeners of my true actual energy. You know, we we've had some interesting talks, some emotional talks, some some brain diving talk, but now, now that we are rolling into the next week of football, it is time to get excited because you know who's not excited? You know who didn't show up? You know what the hell is going on in this week in football? I do. Because every single week, it seems like I know what's going on. And it's very fascinating to me. Because week after week, there's a new person that comes in my DMs, that comes in my inbox, that comes in my comment section. And is like, Kingston, Adrian Armour, what are you talking about? You don't know anything about football. You must just be another guy with a microphone that wants to say something wild for clicks, for news. Or I'm just a guy with a microphone that just happens to say all of the right things around the right time. It didn't take planets to align. It didn't take me, you know, hoping to get superpowers for me to be correct. Actually, it, it literally just took a podcasting app and a microphone. Because so far, going into week 16, exiting week 15, I'm batting a thousand, baby. There has not been a thing that has happened this year in the league that you can sit back and be like, this motherfucker's just talking out of his ass. Not one thing. Go back and listen. This is episode 20. You have 19 episodes of proof. You, you won't find anything. Did I say the Pittsburgh Steelers were trash? I did. Look at them. Did I see, did, did I say that, you know, the Falcons have too much money and a quarterback that underperforms? Of course I did. Did I say the Jets would ruin their own tank? Of course I did. Did I say that continuity is the most important thing in the league? In the teams that have the most continuity, the teams that have all of their players returning, going into a season where there is no preseason, there is no rookie mini camps, there's no COVID protocols, and all these things have just taken away what we know to be a true offseason. And I said, you know, the teams that have those players together, they're going to be better. And look at your top seeds in the league. They are all teams where they didn't spin. 
their entire time trying to add new fancy pieces. They didn't spend a whole lot of money trying to grab this star player or that star player. No, they were true to their identity. They stuck to their continuity. And you see where they are. Green Bay. The Kansas City Chiefs. Surprisingly, the New Orleans Saints. All teams that know who they are. They know where they've been with their pieces. They've improved in some areas. They've added in depth, but their core identity has been the same. And for some odd reason, I've been met with resiliency. Or resistance. That's That was the word, resistance. Oh boy, oh boy. Now let's 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 really talk about this because I feel like I was just kind of talking talking my own shit right there. How's everybody been doing? That's the first thing I want to ask. How's everybody's been doing? How's everybody's team's been doing? Because if you if you've been tuning in, I've told you how your team is gonna go weeks ago. But I'm just curious. How's everybody doing? We're about to roll into Christmas. You know, Christmas is is what it is. Um, for those that don't celebrate Christmas, I know you're rolling into your holiday season. And if you're not rolling into any holiday season, you know what we are rolling into? The end of 2020. I feel like that wasn't enough energy. We are rolling in to the end of 2020. The end. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 2021, bitch. 2021. I don't need Drake to sing shit about 2021 because he said he had 2020 vision and he didn't warn a motherfucker about any of this shit. So hopefully we can just, you know, tiptoe in our Jordans over to 2021 and everything just be cool. Yeah. Hey, the Falcons, <laughs> the Falcons are bad. They just are. Um, and they have to play the Chiefs in Arrowhead this week in a game that was meaningless. It was really, you know what? Hold on. I'm going to put a pause on that. I'm going to put a pause on that because I was about to dive right into that. We're going we gonna to put a, a, a fucking sticky note on that real quick. And we're going to get done. <laughs> um, yeah, it, we're rolling into 2021. We're rolling into... The end of football season. Today is the start of basketball season. We get to see something that we didn't get a chance to see last year. We get to see Steph Curry versus KD. We get to see the Warriors versus the Brooklyn Nets. This, this game right here, this is how you start off the 2020 basketball season. That's all I'm saying. This is how you kick this. I don't want to see LeBron. I'm going to be real with you. I don't. I just saw him the entire time in the bubble. All it was was LeBron and Dame Leonard talk. That's all it was. Now we get to see KD and Steph Curry, and that's what I'm here for. That's what I'm here for. But NFL, NFL, NFL. So, yeah, we're not going to have a show on Thursday. It's Christmas Eve. Um, we're not going to have a show next Thursday either. Um, but after the new year, like I've been saying, we're moving to twitch.tv slash Game Armor Game. 
Well, we've been on there. We've already cracked our goal so far. I'm trying to make a new goal. I just don't know how how much this is going to keep going. Um, you know, my my first goal was, you know, on my first stream to somehow reach 100 followers. We did that. Um, the next goal was, okay, 150. We did that. Then it was, okay, well, let's get 200 by the end of the year. We did that. Now it's like, all right, well, let's try to get 250 sometime soon. And let me check right now. I am live on my, uh-oh, I got uh, some notifications. Uh, I got gifted a, a, a tier one sub to some random ass person. I don't know, but appreciate it. Uh, yeah, the goal was to get to 250. Now we at 248. So if you're not following already, go to twitch.tv slash game armor game, hit the follow button. It's free. You ain't got to worry about it. It's just helping you support your boy. And then, you know, when I move to affiliate, then, you know, maybe if you want to subscribe, you know, those, you know, give some subscribes out there to some people, you know, we could do our thing. We're talking, uh, all the kinds of shit. Plus we gaming, uh, the podcast will be moving there. It will not be on Podbean. So this is an app that you don't have to worry about anymore after the new year, which I know this this app met some resistance when it came to, you know, people downloading an app that they'll probably only use for this. Uh, with Twitch, of course, there's millions, probably not millions, maybe millions of content creators out there, uh, you know, streaming, doing all that. But I will be doing the podcast on there. Um, I have not confirmed if it's still going to be two days out of the week. Um, and if so, I have not confirmed if it's going to stay on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. But like I said, if you're not already, go to twitch.tv slash game armor game. Um, and that's where the podcast is going to be after the new year. The last show on Podbean is going to be next Tuesday. Crazy enough, it's going to be next Tuesday. Uh, but if you're interested in the Twitch channel and you don't know what I'm going to be doing outside of the podcast, of course, I'll be streaming games. Um, I was blessed that my wife uh, surprised me with an Xbox Series S. So I am in the next gen era. I am back on Xbox. I was gone from Xbox for quite some time. Uh, I was just playing my PlayStation. A lot of my friends are on uh, PSN. So we we're just rolling with that. Um, and plus, my Xbox One started to really bug the fuck out. So I just kind of kept it kept it on the shelf and didn't really use it too much. But uh, now I'm back on Xbox. <laughs> so yeah, I know. I know. It's about time. It's It's been a minute, it, probably close to a year. Actually, no, 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 no. It was, it was right at lockdown where I got my PlayStation and I just basically just completely jumped over. Um, but like I said, I'll be streaming games. And of course, with this Xbox Series S, I'll be uh, streaming next-gen games. I did a Cyberpunk stream yesterday. Um, and then I will be jumping on some other games. Now, I will say, I will not be getting or receiving codes for games of stuff that I already have on my PlayStation. So uh, things like Avengers, I'll do streaming, but it won't be uh, it won't be on a new console. Same thing with Madden. Uh, I am not going to give Madden any more money just to see the next gen version, which I have already seen too many playthroughs and too many. It, it is not worth my time or efforts uh, to buy Madden again. Uh, the only game that I may consider getting is 2K only because it is almost an entirely new game. 
uh, with the online system and the character creation and all that. That is the only one that I've considered also purchasing on next gen. Uh, we'll just see how that goes. But what sucks is that I have the Mamba edition on PlayStation. So I'm already guaranteed a PS5 copy. It's just about getting a PS5, which is ridiculous at the moment. But that's all that side news. Like I said, twitch.tv slash game armor game. That's where you'll be able to see the podcast and hear the podcast. It will be a video podcast, of course. Uh, that's where you'll be able to see and hear uh, the podcast as um, the new year starts. We're at 248 followers. Let's get to 250. Let's get to 250. That's the goal. 250. <laughs> uh, we've shattered every goal so far, uh, but let's get to uh, 250. Plus, I have to get my average viewers to a certain amount before I can move to affiliates. So even if you see the notification pop up, you see your boys online, yo, just click it, let your phone watch it, let your laptop watch it, put it on the TV while you're doing something important, whatever it may be, just, you know, support your boy, watch your boy, get in the chat, say something crazy. I don't care. We all here to talk. And it's going to be way, way more accessible and way more entertaining than what Podbean is. And you guys have stuck around with me for a few months now. So anyways, let's get to this football talk because that's what we that's what we're here for, right? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What should we start with? That's that's probably the biggest thing. I typically don't start with the big hits. You know, I, I like to I like to build my car like a wrestling or a boxing show. You know what I mean? Like you got your undercard and then you move on up. You know what I'm saying? That's how you do it, right? You gotta you gotta move it on up. You gotta you gotta make sure you can build what you got going on. That's all I'm saying. So we will start like we always do. Whew. Okay. Okay. We good. I think we good now. I think we good. I just had to had to settle myself in. That's all. That's all. Okay. So it's Tuesday. Thursday, we had an OT AFC West battle for nothing in the Chargers and Raiders. It meant nothing. Truly, it the only thing that it meant was that the Raiders actually did fully win their Super Bowl when they beat the Chiefs in week five. That's it. That's the only thing that actually happened. Because outside of that, well, the Raiders are back at 500. The Raiders are back at possibly not being in the playoffs at all. And the Raiders are right back where they're trying to figure out how to win games. They beat the Chargers in a team that literally have been coached out of games. That's what the Raiders have been. And they, oh man, that week five victory against the Chiefs, you would have thought, you would have thought that punched their ticket right, right to Tampa Bay. It didn't. It did nothing. If anything, all it did was heighten their emotions so much where they thought they were that team. I know another team that's pretty similar. Actually, I don't because they're coached better. Their mentalities are a little better. Most of the people on that team expect to win. So winning is not a relic or a sought after thing. It's part of what's expected. Mm, we'll get to that in a second. So Chargers Raiders, 
Justin Herbert is a dog. I am completely excited to see the battles between him and Patrick Mahomes for years and years to come. Because there is there has been a while, which this is crazy to say, but it has been a while since there has been actual real toe-to-toe competition in the AFC West. I used to love watching <laughs> the the Chiefs play the char- Chargers because you knew that Phillip Rivers was going to give us at least two. At least two. You knew Phillip Rivers was going to play QB3 to QB4 for the Chiefs. Just how much he just loved to throw it right to red. I loved playing the Raiders because it was such a loudmouth fan base that always just happened to get shut down because, well, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. But now we have gone into this new era where the Raiders are trying to bring back this rivalry that literally doesn't mean anything unless you win consistently. And the Chargers actually have a QB. That's a dog. So (laughs) now we may see some actual competition in the AFC West. It's not going to be, it's not going to be this year, obviously. Oh, absolutely. You already know Chiefs Kingdom in the building. So, yeah, I'll check you out. I rock every Tuesday and Thursday. So, you know, the kingdom thinks alike. Also, this will be one of the last episodes on Podbean. So, if you're, you know, interested in how things have gone since you've started to listen, go ahead and follow me on twitch.tv slash game armor game. You know, you can hit it. Matter of fact, I'm going to put it in the chat for you guys. I'm going to put it in the chat. So all you got to do is click it. All you got to do is click it. Give me 30 seconds. Bang, there goes the link to the Twitch right in the chat. Right in the chat. Right there. But yeah, add me after the first, well, I mean, add me now, but follow me now. (laughs) But after the uh, first of the year, we will be jumping on Twitch and we'll be doing live streams, of course, of gaming, of all that. Uh, But also the podcast will be moving there. So it'll be audio, visual, all that. Let's get it. My guys, my guys, I appreciate you. Hit it. Matter of fact, if both of y'all follow, we're going to hit that 250 right now. I told y'all we only two down. We only two down. If we hit that 250 before the podcast over, that's crazy. That's crazy. I appreciate y'all. Anyways, so next game. Next game. Bills Broncos. Bills Broncos. Bills now have gotten to that point where they're trending in the right direction at the right time. This is the time that you want to trend and become, I wouldn't say your final form, but next to your final form of what your football team needs to be going into the playoffs. The Bills are doing that. Now, granted, they're playing a Broncos team with a... You notice how I just completely left the Broncos out of the AFC conversation. Well, the AFC West conversation. I completely did that on purpose. Because they just cannot find a quarterback to be that guy. Drew Locke isn't that guy. We all know that. Yeah, he has some quote-unquote personality. Yeah, there's times where he makes a throw or two and we're like, we see what could have been the potential of Drew Locke. But that's that's not enough. One or two throws is not enough to say 
you're you're going to be a franchise quarterback. I mean, you can see a quarterback in Philadelphia that fooled a complete a whole front office into thinking his one or two throws made him a franchise quarterback. Now, $150 million later, he's on the bench. Mm. That's a lot of payment for someone to sit down. But Bill's Broncos, there's not much to say. Josh Allen is looking towards the playoffs. He is starting to right one of my only wrongs. And then the fact that I could not believe in Josh Allen after what he did in the playoffs last year. The whole, I'm trying to play hero ball. He pitched the ball behind his back. And it was a cluster. It showed so much immaturity when it came to security of the ball, awareness of, of your play. And what it just looked bad. And he is starting to right that wrong because I've said there's certain things that you do in clutch moments that make me look at you completely differently. And when you can stay cool, calm, and collective and make the throws then, that puts you in a different atmosphere. But when you break down, when you shell out, when you can't make that scramble, when you can't make that throw, when you can't just save the sack, it makes me look at you differently. Josh Allen is starting to make me look at him differently in a positive way. And that's very good. Because I believe, what what's crazy enough, I believe they, outside of the Titans, may be the best competition going into the playoffs from the AFC. That's just me being honest. Next game, Packers-Panthers. We all know it's a two-man race for MVP. That's it. And all Aaron Rodgers has to do is play decent ball for the next two games, and he may get it. But also, he has someone that is playing a little better than decent ball all the time. Aaron Rodgers didn't have a Aaron Rodgers-type game. And not going to lie, this game was a little closer than we thought. But the hard thing about these like close games and how they shouldn't be so close and all that, they result in wins. That's all it is. I didn't care when the Chiefs were winning games and just kind of squeezing them out. I didn't care. We were winning. It's just how we do it. Oh, is it because our defense is allowing 450 yards of offense at the end of the game? Oh, that's probably because the team was down 30 nothing. Yeah, 450 yards at the end of the game is going to happen. All they have to do is try to come from behind understandable <laughs> but is it oh we have dropped passes all over the place we can't execute plays we can't get first downs we can't convert on third down we're we're only scoring by field goals and maybe a random shot every once in a while and we squeaked out like you know 21 to 16 21 to 18 now i'm starting to have issues why can't we execute but that's not that's not the Chiefs. That's another team in the AFC that we'll get to later. But Packers, Panthers. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a dog. Everyone knows this. He's just reminding you all over again. That's all. Texans, Colts. Colts is another team where they're starting to elevate around the ex 
the the perfect time. Everyone says December football is real football, and it is very telling when teams either decline or improve at this time. It's so crucial because you're going to be playing in this temperature. You're going to be playing while everyone's banged up, while everyone's hurt. You may have a second, or third, or fourth stringer on your offensive line, defensive line, in your, in your secondary. These are those times or those excuses that people use in week one or two are gone. It's part of the season. That's just where you are. By this time, you should be secure in your depth of play. This isn't a quarterback and wide receiver on the wrong page time of the year anymore. This is a time where your teams are evolving into their playoff form. The Colts are doing it, and the Colts have been doing it for a minute. They've been one of the more consistent teams in the league because the only thing they really had to do was get Phillip Rivers on page. All they had to do was get Phillip Rivers in the right step, in the right zone, with the rest of that offense. Their defense has been balling. Their rushing game has been dope. They still have one of the best offensive linemen in the game in Quentin Nelson, and he just bullies everybody so much that last year it was news almost every time. Now it's just kind of been regular. The Colts are a dangerous team. I don't even look at the Texans anymore besides when I say week to week, get Deshaun Watson out of Houston. I have now only accepted two teams that Deshaun will go to, and that is the New England Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't see anyone in this upcoming draft class that will be a better quarterback than Deshaun Watson for both of those teams. I just don't. And Deshaun Watson, with both of those coaches, would thrive light years ahead of what he has done so far. And, you know, there's an actual team that would be around him <laughs> that would allow him to be the Deshaun Watson that we know. Now, that is true. If Eric Bieniemy ends up going to Houston, Deshaun Watson will be there. He will develop a team and an offense to be around him, and that team will flip the script really fast. But I just don't know. I just don't know. That organization so far has been a force fire, and it's been a force fire for quite some time. But Bill O'Brien has... <laughs> decided to light the final match to really show how big of a forest fire it is. And I'm just, I don't want to see Deshaun Watson. I've said this several times. I don't want to see Deshaun Watson turn into the next Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, his, his talent has been duffied, has been smushed, has just by being in Detroit as long as he has been. I don't want to see that happen to Deshaun Watson. New England has created their offensive system from Tom Brady to something that Deshaun Watson would thrive in week after week right now. They did that with Cam Newton. Now go get 
Now go get the quarterback that would excel in that and not and not be the one that underperforms, only plays like a $1 million quarterback and sees you out of the playoffs for the first time in a very long time. If Deshaun Watson was in Cam Newton's place, we would be talking about the Patriots completely differently. And I know that for a fact. If Deshaun Watson, and this is going to be a big one, if Deshaun Watson was in Big Ben's place, we would be talking about the Steelers completely differently. And it is wild to say that right now, but it is a fact. And I'm sure there are plenty of Steelers fans that feel the exact same way. They may not admit it right now because, well, everyone thought this was going to be Big Ben's swan song. This was going to be his going away party. They were going to go one or two losses throughout the entire season. Some said undefeated. Go into the playoffs and win the last one for Ben. He gets the trifecta. Well, look at where we are now. We're in a situation where now everyone is saying they're going to be one and done. It's quickly how the narrative changes, but not a lot of people can say that they've said this from the beginning. <laughs> but if Deshaun Watson, matter of fact, if Deshaun Watson was even sitting on the bench right now and looking at what Ben is doing, getting acclimated to the system, what, what, you know, or maybe the Steelers should have taken a running back in this past year. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's not all on the it's not all on the running back at this point. Because from the game that I watched last night against where you know what? Put a pin in it. We're not there yet. Put a pin in it. We're not there yet. Lions Titans. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. Lions Titans. What is there to say about this? Uh, Matt Stafford is once again being wasted in Detroit. Um, he's a dog. He's too strong. He's too strong. And he plays through everything. If you haven't noticed, like, there's a lot of newer football fans that have started to follow me or started to listen to me and things like that. If you don't know, Matt Stafford literally will play through anything. And he will still go out there and try to win a game. And he has played for a franchise that clearly does not appreciate him. Not how they should. Matt Stafford should be on the winning side of a lot of football games. And he's not. And it's not always his fault. Actually, a lot of the time, it's not his fault. But the Titans are going to be the Titans. The Titans... I told you are one of the first teams that showed their true identity very early because they're the same team as last year, just a little more cohesive and a little more together and their chemistry has gone up. But when it comes to this squad, you already know Derrick Henry is going to hit you in the mouth as much as he can. And Ryan Tannehill is going to hit that play action and you're going to see AJ, Big Body Brown, you're going to see these offensive weapons come to life because everyone is, and this is the hard thing about Tennessee's running game. You're threatened by Derrick Henry, so you want to dig your toes in and lean up for the run. 
But then you're so threatened by Derrick Henry in this running game that you don't know how to tackle this person. So not only have you given, you, you've sunk your toes in, you're, you're leaning to commit to the run. So if they do play action, they got you. You're a half step to a step behind already. But then if, even if you do commit and sink in for the run, now you're worried about being the next social media clip, the next TikTok, the next Instagram post on ESPN of getting stiff-armed back to the third grade. And trust me, trust me, there are people that are like, players don't worry about that. There's players that say, we don't worry about that. We're out here playing the game. I'm sure somebody sitting on, the, on their couch with their microphone can't, can't tackle Derrick Henry. Yeah, you're right, but you also proved on national television that you cannot either. It's a crazy world we live in, but it's a fact. Because if players didn't worry about that, the game would not end and they wouldn't go straight to their phones and start replying to fans and stuff on Twitter if they weren't worried about that. Just saying. <laughs> Next game, Bears-Vikings. Uh, the, the game of underperforming quarterbacks. Cool. Uh, there's not much too much. There's not too much to say. Mitch Trubisky is is back to winning in some odd fashion. Um, yeah, okay, that's it. That's all I got for you. I don't, I don't know what else you would want to hear about Bears Vikings. Uh, are you a Kirk Cousins fan? Because if so, I need you to watch some more football. I, I can't. I can't give you anything. Uh, Seahawks-Washington. Now, this game almost got very interesting. Very interesting. And I can't, I can't say, I, I, mm, I really don't know. It's hard. I wanted Washington to win this game. I didn't just want to say that, but I did. Um, Seattle has been under, you know, they've been underplaying for me. Uh, you know, the whole let Russ cook and all that thing really died out very fast because I told you all that Russell Wilson does this. Um, their defense is coming alive a little better. The Carlos Dunlap ad has proven that, you know, he's closed out two games. Um, and that right there is usually good enough for, for anyone, let alone at this time of the year going, going into the playoffs. But I just don't know. The Seahawks just doesn't doesn't shake me the same way that they used to. And it, it really started when the whole like Russ for MVP and let Russ cook and he was going and copywriting uh cook Russ cook and he's trying to come out with cooking utensils and stuff like that. Come on. Those those type of things makes me feel like you're you're eating more than you can stomach. And I love Russell Wilson. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, so I'm not, like, dogging him. But also, it just didn't rub me the right way. And as we see, it's been pretty inconsistent play. Also, this is no knock to the Washington football team. I've told y'all from the jump, this team is better than people suspect. They've dealt with a fourth fire of a situation in their front office. They've dealt with this rebranding that's not even done yet. They are literally quote-unquote, been the clowns of the NFL because 
they don't have a name. The best thing that they have right now is their emblem, which is just a W. They've had a quarterback carousel of injuries. And you have a coach that's first year here. (laughs) You have a quarterback who was off the field for more than some of the players have been on the team. And somehow they are sticking it to these teams that were supposed to blow them out correctly. I, I, I saw a, a tweet last night and they asked who broke the Steelers. And of course, everybody said the Washington football team because they were the first one to beat them. But think about this. This is a team that is in the worst division period. There's no if, ands, or buts. The worst division. And what did they do? They brought out the secret sauce because I said, all you have to do to beat this Pittsburgh Steelers team is have a competent quarterback that does not turn over the ball in a decent pass rush. That's all you need. And if you've noticed, the three teams that have beaten the Pittsburgh Steelers have a competent quarterback that doesn't turn over the ball and a pass rush. And I'm not talking sin five, sin six, uh, you know, mass to zone blitz coverages. I'm not talking about anything like that. I am literally saying it just needs a little pass rush. That's it. Just breathe around Ben. That's all you have to do. And you notice last night, that's all that was done. Granted, they were they were getting after them, but that's it. In Washington, their pass rush is a pass rush. I remember I was telling one of my friends, as soon as they uh, drafted Chase Young, the first thing that went off in my head was, Chase Young and Montez Sweat? Mm, that's going to be gross. They already kind of got a, a nice little pass rush just because, you know, Every other year when they're drafting in the first round, they get somebody on defense. So I'm like, you know, they, they might have some dogs. And then here we are, several studs on this Washington defense that are playing ball. First year for Ron Rivera. He's had to coach three different quarterbacks. Oh, you just wait till all this gets settled. You wait till the Washington football team finishes this rebranding and is, it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Patriots, Dolphins, the Patriots are out. They're done. They're dead. We all knew this was going to happen. This was dubbed the Cam Newton experiment. Did we all think that Cam was just going to come back and go straight to the playoffs? Not with New England. I'm sorry to say it, but once again, you need continuity in this season. You need people that know people, that know people, that know what you're going to do. Why do you think the Chiefs have had so much success this year? It's not just because of Andy Reid. It's not just because of Patrick Mahomes. It's not just because of Eric Bieniemy, and It's because... There is a lot of plays out there where the players don't have to think. They don't have to remember. They don't have to second guess. They they can play ball. They can play fast. 
and they know what others are going to do in situations. They can play off each other. That's why Mahomes and Travis Kelsey has gone to another level this year. They have talked so much about the chemistry. They have talked so much about how they know each other so well. They know what each other is going to do without even having to talk about it. That is special on the football field. When you have that chemistry, when you have that continuity, you don't have to worry about that. And it makes you play on a different level than other football teams. But instead, there's teams that think they can continue to dig deep in their depth or continue to add new this and shiny toy that and former Pro Bowl this and think that that's going to take their team to the top. not how it works and the Patriots are in a situation where they needed a quarterback no matter how much they tried to sell us on Jared Stidham and Tua went out and did his thing that's that so if you look at the short-term situation and who won the divorce between Tom Brady and Bill Belichick you would say Tom Brady because as of right now He's still in the conversation. Jags Ravens. Come on. We knew what kind of game this was going to be. I mean, granted, there was two games, two games in particular that we knew what it was going to be, and it, it didn't, it did not turn out that way. But but <laughs> come on, we knew. Ravens 40. Come on. We we knew what was going on. Also, if anybody that watched the uh, Washington Seahawks game, if you guys saw what Fox was advertising as their like 8K end zone cam, please let me know. And please go ahead and squash the fact that it was not 8K. Like, first of all, I don't have an 8K TV, so it's not going to show up on my TV, which you should kind of know the environment and know that a lot of people probably don't have 8K TVs right now. Um, so even if you were like, this is our 4K cam, uh, I would feel a little better about it, I guess. But I thought that was ridiculous, especially in the fact that they sh they showed it on a one o'clock Washington Seattle game. Um, <laughs> I just thought that was fucking hilarious. That was a side note, though. Um, Buccaneers. Falcons. We all know who the Falcons are. <laughs> We are all well-versed in who the Falcons are. And look, I do not bash the Falcons on this show without always feeling a little bad. Because like I've stated several times, my father is a Falcons fan. I have a lot of friends that are Falcons fans. I have a lot of former roommates and co-workers and all that. I used to live in Atlanta. Not just around because I lived in Georgia for a longer time, but I used to live in Atlanta where you see the diehard Dirty Bird fans. Y'all, they're not good. And they haven't been for quite some time. They're not even close to good. I have friends <laughs> that cheer on our our mutual Falcons fans, friends, <laughs> and they don't receive it. They're just like, mm, it's the first quarter. That's it. 
And it's because they were, once again, it was another quarterback who sold a franchise on being that guy. And he's not. And they paid too much money to a guy that's not that guy. Matt Ryan is making money off of not making throws. Julio Jones is making money off of playing inconsistent for, mm, I would want to say, two years in a row now. Their defense seems to meet Thanos every year and snaps half of them away. Todd Gurley came in. It's been virtually non-existent. Because remember, Todd Gurley was coming home. It was such a big deal. Obviously, home is not the end zone. This team has underperformed greatly. And it's crazy to see that a lot of people were saying that Kyle Shanahan was the whole reason why they lost the Super Bowl. And we got to get him out of town. And now you see Matt Ryan without Kyle Shanahan. And it <laughs> it's different. Now, at first, I was calling for Eric B and me to go to Atlanta. That was, that was my first thought. Coach EB is going to Atlanta. And that's going to be the move. Then I started to realize, well, if Coach EB goes to Atlanta, what does he do with Matt Ryan? Because I don't think Matt Ryan's his kind of quarterback. Well, if you deal out Matt Ryan, you're eating a lot in dead cap. Also, if you deal out Matt Ryan, are you keeping Julio Jones? Because at this point, Julio is starting to show that his health is very inconsistent. Hmm. Now, this could be very different in the fact that if you get a quarterback that's not Matt Ryan, he will be a little more consistent with the ball instead of all of a sudden going blind when Julio is not on the field. Also, what do you do with the defensive side of the ball? It has also not been good. Yes, you could blame it on injuries. Yes, you could blame it on maybe they weren't put in the right spots at times. But guys, they're just they're just not good. And I could break down a lot when it comes to foot position, when it comes to getting burnt on routes, when it comes to jumping routes, you have no idea where it's going and leaving people wide open. When it comes to dropped interceptions. When it comes to the pass rush, not pass rushing. The linebackers committing way too much to the run on teams that you know are not running. That shows me there's a lack of film study. There's a lack of comprehension. I don't know who you're playing for, but it's not the Atlanta Falcons when you do things like that. It's not hard to see this. Some people, you have to remove the fan goggles and look. But I've been out on Matt Ryan for years. I don't even think I was sold on Matt Ryan when they went to the Super Bowl. And that's crazy because they were the number one offense and they were number uh, number one in points scored and their defense was doing their thing. There's, there's a lot that would go towards Matt Ryan in that. But, you know, it is what it is. Buccaneers up 31-27. What are you going to do? Falcons gave up another lead to Tom Brady. You know, Thomas, Patrick, Jefferson, uh, George, 
Grant Hill the third, whatever, how many names Tom Brady got. Tom Brady just looks at the Falcons and probably just starts laughing because that's what I do. 49ers Cowboys. What is there to say about this? These are both teams where uh, uh, is there anything left? These are two teams that were supposed to be primed in, in the camera position. The 49ers coming back off the Super Bowl loss. Will they be able to bounce back and get back into the playoffs? The Cowboys, always the Cowboys. The team that Jerry Jones just happens to put into prime time all of the time. Well, both of their quarterbacks go down. Their teams start to underperform. The 49ers have lost to everyone. And I still, I'm still baffled that people are saying that George Kittle is a better tight end than Travis Kelsey. And their argument now, because they have nothing left, they can't speak on his play because he hasn't been playing. So the only argument that they have now is that you have recency bias because Kelsey's on the field and Kittle is not. I have said several times over and over again, one of the biggest and most important things to me when it comes to a player and how dominant, how good, whatever it may be, their biggest skill is being available. And if you cannot be available, I can't put you in best of whatever talk. Maybe you had a a good game. Maybe you had a good half a season. I will not put you in the best of anything if you can't be a, a part of a season for the entire time. You know all the records that Kelsey has broken this year? You know what they all have in common? It's the first to do something five times. The first to do something three times. You know, five years, thousand thousand yards, back to back to back. Third year, 1,200 yards, back to back to back. It's about consistency. It's about being available. Kittle has not done that. I don't care how much he blocks in a run-first scheme. You'll not be able to tell me that he is better than literally the guy that should be getting fitted for his gold jacket right now in Travis Kelsey. That's how meaningless to me that 49ers-Cowboys game was because I talked about Travis Kelsey over both of those teams. I'm about to head to a break. On the other side of the break, we're going to break down the last few games of the week, and then we are we are going to talk to every Steelers fan that has hit my comment board, that has hit my DMs, that have been on my Twitter, and we're going to have a heart-to-heart. And who knows? Maybe, just maybe, Nah, 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 I'm going to go in. On the other side of this break, you know what's going on.
come and get like me. We ballin', ballin', sippin' on the NJ, and I'm leanin' like MJ. Shout out to Kenny, man. Lyrical G-Night in my mofos. Scale, that's the logo. LT, that be the name. Entertainment, that's my ammo. Order a bottle of XO, pump PDA. Oh, I love that life going hard all night in the club. No fights, just me and the fam in the mood, just right. Drinks right now, I'm wasted. Shots of control, now I'm faded. Got the whole team with me, plus couple downs, and I can't change it. Lights showing all around the place. My eyes keep focused, I'm trippy. But I'm having a real good time. You feel like I feel that you can bear with me. Yeah, I know my name. And I know the sound is insane. And the club is going ridiculous, going ish. Hell yeah, it's jumping no trampoline, no spring hurdles. It's on the night. This is a free game club and after party anthem. We don't stop, pop that, don't stop, pop that, pop that standards. So pour a double cup, go ahead and take a sip. And wake up the next morning with the thoughts of saying this. All I know, 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 all I know yeah, is we gon' have a party tonight, 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 tonight. All I know. And you know my situation Go to sleep, wake up, do it all again Same thing, new day, new clothes, new spot This routine here will never end And the only reason I do it Is to show you you can have fun with life I grind hard and shine hard Every day, why not party hard all night? You only live once, so you gotta push hard for that dream Before somebody knocks you off Handle your business and then you will witness your work or pay off You can do what you want So now I'm starting I'm getting money My fam is with me This life is lovely And you know what's going on. And we back. Uh, just check the Twitch. I see that we are now one away. One away from 250. So like I said, if you're not following your boy on Twitch, go ahead. Twitch.tv slash Game Armor Game. We will be on there first of the year. Voice of Fandom Podcast will be on there. Also, uh, we'll be doing things like I've already been doing. Uh, Twitch, uh, Twitching. Here I, go. I think I say that almost every time. Uh, streaming. GTA streaming Madden streaming. Uh, I did a stream for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, I probably won't be continuing to do that. I told myself I would not stream games that are like super oversaturated that everybody's streaming or playing or anything like that. Um, also, Cyberpunk has a lot of dialogue, a lot of story, and it's very hard for me to stay engaged. Like I like to talk to the chat, talk to all that when I'm sitting here and I'm so focused on the storyline and all that. And I'm not going to be one of those streamers that just sit there and look at their game. And then you watch me sit there and look at the game. I think, what is the point of that? Um, now the only reason why I wanted to stream a little bit is because I wanted to talk about how the game has been bashed and ridiculed for good reason. Um, since its release, I wanted to see if I was going to have the same issues. I did not. 
Um, if you don't know, Cyberpunk 2077 has been a long-awaited game. It's been pushed back for for a while. Um, and everyone was expecting that now this game is going to run so well and it's going to look visually, you know, remarkable due to the fact that it is one of the walk-in games of the next-gen console series and all of these things. And, of course, a lot of people that are on current-gen, um, I mean, like most of us, actually, uh, most of the people that are on current-gen just could not... <laughs> could not handle how their system was performing with this game, uh, which is completely understandable. I, I mean, I saw videos of it playing on PlayStation and the graphics of the city and faces and people you were talking to and just your roundabout casual part of the game weren't rendering properly. It wasn't, you know, you had screen tears. You had a, so, so much of an underwhelming graphics performance that it was like you were playing a game from five to six years ago. Now, games are going to have bugs. I am not one of those people that have been constantly saying, oh, you guys remember when games didn't have bugs? Remember when games didn't have glitches? And when games were sold, they were sold as is? No, I don't remember that because as far as my understanding, and I've been gaming my entire life, games have always had bugs. They've always had glitches. My first console was the Sega Genesis. They had glitches then too. The difference between now and then is not just the, you know, technology advancement or anything like that. The difference now is that they can be fixed and you can still enjoy that game. That's the biggest fix. The biggest fix is the fact that now you can go to a Reddit page online. You can go to Twitter. You can go to a Facebook page and you can voice in the fact that Oh, when I get to this part every time I get stuck somewhere or this door won't open or I get glitched out and I'm stuck in the game and within a day or two, a patch comes out and you're good to go. You couldn't do that with Streets of Rage on Sega Genesis. You couldn't do that <laughs> with Sonic 2. You couldn't do that if you know, all, all these games, Double Dragon, or all these games that we used to play, and when it glitched, it glitched. That was it. Or games where you glitched and your memory card's full and you can't do a quick save. Like, that's a thing. Yeah, GTA V is a huge example. When that game first launched, it was strictly, like... <laughs> It was advertised so much to have this expansive, incredible online mode where you could do this and do that. And when that game first came out, you could only play the campaign. Only. And <laughs> it, it was a nightmare to get on the online mode. For the first, like, year, it was a nightmare. I didn't even get into seriously playing GTA Online until maybe a year and a half after the game released because it was almost impossible to get on there and stay on there. Now you look at the game. I, I got that game on Xbox 360. Now you look at the game and we are several consoles away from it now and they just dropped a new heist to play online. GTA 5, as much as fans have been complaining about why don't you just drop a six, blah, 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 this and that. 
GTA 5 has had one of the longest longevities of online games in quite some time. Cold War, another game that I've heard has just been a nightmare. Now, Cold War is different to me than Cyberpunk because uh, Call of Duty has been making, they're, to me, they are almost in Madden territory. Call of Duty has been making the same game for quite some time. There, there's not too much that's different about it. <laughs> and I used, Call of Duty used to be a father-son bonding game for me and my dad for a long time. Matter of fact, any kind of army game, Call of Duty, SOCOM, uh, Rainbow Six, any Tom Clancy game, all those games, me and my dad would sit down, play through the campaign, play through the you know, the co-op missions, all that kind of stuff. That was, that was our thing. My dad grew me up in gaming. So of course, when it comes to gaming news and all that, I always keep my ear towards it. Even if I can't afford the next, whatever, like I've said in previous episodes, this is the first next gen release that I was not a part of day one. Any other time I've been at a midnight release or I got my, my, uh, what's it called? Prepaid, pre-release payment all done. And I know I can go and pick it up day one. This was the first time. And even then, my wife has surprised me (laughs) with getting me a next-gen console anyways. I finally figured out how, I mean, the technology is not out yet to stream off of the new Xbox Series uh, X or S. That tech isn't out yet, but I have found a few programs to work around that. And that's why I streamed Cyberpunk. Just to show, one, you can stream off these new Xboxes. And two, um, I didn't have any issues at all. I'm probably about four to five hours into the game. The only issue I've run into was actually on my stream. There was a dialogue scene where I was talking to the character that Keanu Reeves plays and his cigarette stuck in the air after he moved his hand. That's the biggest glitch I've run into. Compared to some of the things that I've heard that's happened on, you know, the basic PlayStation 4 and things of that nature, I am very happy with the game. I don't see things like that just freak the fuck out immediately. I know a lot of people that do. Also, I've been playing Avengers on my PlayStation 4 and I know that game does not play to its peak performance on the base PlayStation 4. Because my friend has a PlayStation 4 Pro and I went to his house and saw how the game looks on the PS4 Pro and it looks 10 times better than it does when my PlayStation runs it. So I know the game can even look better than what I have. What made people think that Cyberpunk was going to run flawlessly on that system? That's a whole nother question for a whole nother situation. Uh, So you can look forward to conversations like that and stuff like that on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash game. We are now at 249 followers. We are one away from 250. One away. A little hot. Got kind of worked up here a little bit. So let's get let's get back to football because I know we, we got some main event conversation to talk about. First, we got Eagles Cardinals, which we got to see a battle of kind of the future of our quarterbacks. You know, Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, both dogs, both 
who a lot of people saw as undersized. Um, are they going to make it in the league? Like those kind of quarterbacks. They're doing it. That was a very toe-to-toe, back-and-forth game. And lo and behold, even in a loss, Jalen Hurts has secured his starting position. Because could you imagine where this team would have been in this game if Carson Wentz would have been the starting quarterback? You know, another guy who has sold his franchise on a few throws in a few moments and got grossly overpaid is now sitting on the bench. Can you believe, and remember when I said one of the biggest qualities in an athlete to me is availability. Can you believe that a quarterback that has not been available in its team's most important situations, can you believe that he got paid as much as he did? That's unbelievable to me. Because Nick Foles, as much as it is a hard season, and it is a lot of work to get in the position that the Eagles did during their Super Bowl uh, season. Nick Foles did the heavy lifting after that. Carson Wentz just put the bricks on the on the wagon, and Nick Foles just carried that some bitch all the way to the end. Crazy to think that he got the check that he did, and now the Eagles are like, hmm, we didn't want Jalen Hurts to be that guy, but I guess now he is. And I even said, you don't put Jalen Hurts in this season. I said, you do not do it. Because of the investment that you have in Carson Wentz, you do not sit $150 million on the bench and not get every cent of your investment back. They decided to do otherwise. Because their division is so underwhelming that, you know, at that point in time, making the switch, if you win a few games, you end up taking the division. But now with, you know, the Giants kind of pulling their shit together and the Washington football team doing what they're doing. (laughs) What a shit show. And now you have reports and news things that are coming out that are saying that Carson Wentz is not happy being a backup. I can't believe Carson Wentz has the nerve to speak up about anything about anything and the fact that he is getting paid so much now now look every these are athletes we're talking about they love the competition of the sport they they don't want to sit down and you know not be in the game that this is what they're there for so it's not about the money but bro you don't need to be stirring no controversy for no reason let it be in-house talk to your people in-house Yes, you're not happy. Cool. Talk to me. Don't let the the reports come out and, (laughs) well, sources say that uh, Carson Wentz is not happy being a backup. And if it continues throughout the season, he will be looking elsewhere. Why? Why say that? Because now you're proving to the naysayers that heard that Carson Wentz isn't that liked in the locker room or Carson Wentz doesn't really run the locker room like Nick Foles does, which is why they rallied behind Nick Foles so much. You're starting to prove those people correct. When you spent a year and a half trying to push that to the ground. Hmm. Kyler Murray gets the win. DeAndre Hopkins is still showing that he is top three 
And it just, it's hard to disagree with any of it. Jets Rams, first upset alert. But like I said weeks ago, the Jets were going to ruin their own tank. I told you in the game where they played the Patriots and Joe Flacco went out there and played that they <laughs> they wanted to show, I just want y'all to know we can play football. Joe Flacco was wheeling and dealing. Defense was playing. But then Joe Flacco, I know he got the call in his head to shut it all down because he was very accurate with his throws. Even his deep shots were not taken unless he knew he had them. And then all of a sudden, he throws an interception in the triple coverage. You're not going to tell me that all of a sudden Joe Flacco just went blind out there. No. That's not what happened. So the Jets felt that this was their time to win. Against the Rams, I don't know why. <laughs> also, Jared Goff did not play well at all. So if you give them that much ammo, I guess for some reason they will win a game. Um, I'm glad to see that Frank Gore is not going to be on the team that goes completely duffied. And that's the case, I guess. That's, that's really the best I can get out of that. Uh, but they needed a first down to seal it. I'm glad it went to Frank Gore. I'm glad that it was also a pass to, uh, for some, for some reason that, that just gives me, um, some good gratification in the fact that quote unquote, Sam Darnold and Frank Gore sealed that game. Uh, because who knows if Sam Darnold's going to be there next year or if he's going to be the next, uh, one of those other Josh's, Josh or Allen's or see, I already forgot him. I already forgot him. That's that's how bad. Whew. These next few games, actually, I can go ahead and breeze past one. Browns Giants. We knew what this was going to be. Um, it started a little slow. It wasn't the best game, honestly. Um, it was probably one of the most boring games, um, even though it was elevated to prime time, and it was only elevated because there was some playoff implications that happen in this game. Um, of course, you can shut down 49ers Cowboys because what the fuck are they going to do? But it, it just wasn't that good of a game. Um, and then I am actually not going to leave the Chiefs games for last. <laughs> Again, this uh, this is this has been a reoccurring thing. We're going to talk about it right now. Chiefs Saints. Hmm. What can I say? Um, I knew this game was going to be an issue when it comes to the offense because Right now, we have one to two, depending on the rotation, one to two starting offensive linemen. Everyone else is hurt. Pat has already had an issue with protection when he has had more, <laughs> when he's had more help. Now he has very little help. Eric Fisher came back. Some people thought that was going to be quite the relief, but he's been coming off of a pretty much nagging week to week back injury which if anyone knows how back injuries go, it only takes one or two slip-ups, and that can kind of pull right back. Um, it, Eric Fisher looked like he struggled a lot in that game of protection. He was getting manhandled the entire game. That whole left side, that whole left side was just coming right at, at Mahomes every time. Clyde goes down in an injury, which is why you get Le'Veon Bell, which is why... It is important to have a veteran back in there, especially when you draft 
a rookie high. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> so now we're in a situation where Clyde will be dealing with a high ankle sprain and he may be able to come back if, if Casey beats the Falcons and locks up the number one seed because now with the Steelers losing, that's all they have to do is just beat the Falcons. Then Clyde will have up to basically a month to get healthy for the playoffs. That's a good bit of time to deal with a high ankle sprain. Then again, I say if, because, so this is why I say if KC beats the Falcons. Before last night, this Falcons game was virtually meaningless. I almost suggested us sitting our starters against the Falcons because the Chargers game is the only game that had implications of our seeding. Because if we just pre-assumed, I even said over and over and over again last week that the Steelers cannot lose this game. They will not lose this game. I said it so much. Everyone assumed the Steelers would win this game, which means a, a trip to I mean, a uh, play against the NFC team, a loss here or there because they've already lost in that fashion. We wouldn't need to worry about that. We just need to lock up our last AFC win. So we could have either dropped the Saints or the Falcons game. And as long as we beat the Chargers, we would still maintain number one. Well, we beat the Saints and they lost to the Bengals. So now just a win will lock it up. So now, no, we're not going to set our starters against the Falcons. We're going to play the Falcons in Arrowhead. And if we get that W, that locks up the number one seed. And then we may roll into the typical fashion of seeing some starters getting sat during week 17. Which would be against the Chargers. And just it being a divisional game and how much that is held dearly and how much we have dominated this division. I just don't see us sitting a lot of people. Then again, you know, Patrick Mahomes started his first game week 17 against the Broncos before the playoffs. So who knows? We may see him for a quarter or maybe a half, and then that that might be it. Also, this will be capping off probably Mahomes MVP season number two. This will probably cap off Travis Kelsey being <laughs> the first player to lead the league in receiving yards. Win Offensive Player of the Year. It's a very interesting thing. But when it comes to this game, let's really talk. Drew Brees. How many times do I have to say Drew Brees is not the Drew Brees? That, and look, I'm not talking about the narrative of Drew Brees' arm is dead and he can't throw the ball deep and all that because that, that's now been recycled to Tom Brady. I'm, I'm, I do my best to not talk the same nationally broadcasted points because we all hear it. But there, one, Drew Brees was clearly starting before he was healthy enough to do so. Everyone was saying that when the injury report came out and that Drew Brees was going to play, that the front office knew that he was going to play early in the week. They just kept it low-key and announced it last minute. which to me, makes no sense. I would have activated him, but I would not have, have started him. And this is why I say this. 
Taysom Hill is more of a threat to the Kansas City Chiefs than Drew Brees is because he's mobile. I would have rather you activated Drew Brees, started Taysom Hill, and then do the inverse of what you typically do and have Drew Brees just come in on certain plays, but have Taysom Hill run the show. Because I guarantee you if Taysom Hill would have been in that game, that game would not have felt in the score. The score makes it not seem, the score makes it seem like it was very tit for tat. It wasn't. There's something about the momentum in a football game that it just seemed like the Saints could not get on the right page. <laughs> I mean, come on, Drew Brees went 0 for, 0 for 6 starting the game. You don't have Michael Thomas. You didn't see Taysom Hill that much out at wide or at tight end or at fullback or any of the you would think that this is the time that Sean Payton starts really wheeling and dealing these plays because you're going against the Chiefs. Last week, I said I was very upset in the fact that I felt Mahomes was getting robbed and that he was not going to be able to have that televised game against Drew Brees. And I still feel like he was robbed because that Drew Brees is is not the one. It's fully convinced me that now Drew Brees is not that guy anymore. I didn't even think he was that guy. But there's so many people that he's so accurate. He's so consistent. He's And he is. But not that Drew Brees. Not that one. Yeah, 11 cracked ribs. I get it. But don't come back unless you're ready. I don't care what kind of flak jacket you're wearing. Because you went out there and and embarrassed yourself. It was not pretty. It was not nice. And it was not dance-worthy. And you know what else was not dance-worthy? The Steelers' performance the past month. Oh, yeah, we're here now. We are here now. Let me go ahead and... Uh, <laughs> Because the Steelers, their whole energy, their mantra, their, their culture is based on winning. It is based on being the best football player for that team. I don't want to, you know, everyone associates do your job with the Patriots, but the Steelers are the most do your job and next man up team that I know in the league. Tomlin does not accept excuses. He does not make excuses. He does not give the media what they want. He tells them what he wants them to hear. And he does very well in making sure that the outside noise from the locker room does not leak out. And if you don't believe that, look what happened with Antonio Brown. We did not know that Antonio Brown was so much of a shit show until he left that locker room. Then it was like mass chaos. It was like he was a supervillain. It was mass chaos all over the NFL. <clears throat> a few weeks ago, I said when the Pittsburgh Steelers lose their first game, that's when you're going to know the most about them. Are they going to be able to be a team that can bounce back play better football and win games convincingly going into the end of the year? Or are you going to see a slow collapse because they cannot pull it together? I've also been the same person 
to say that this Steelers team is not good. They can't run the ball. The Steelers have always been able to run the ball. They're not even, and it's not even, like I said earlier, it's not even on the running back. They're not even getting push on the offensive line anymore. Ben is throwing to whoever. Maybe Jesus, I don't know. But it's very hard for me to now blame the wide receivers for not catching balls when even the balls that are on or off target just don't look that good. Now, granted, (laughs) his receivers drop balls all over the place. (laughs) It is bad. But I remember this time last year, this time last year, everyone was on the Chiefs in the fact that the only thing that is good about their defense is their pass rush. They can't run the ball. And that Patrick Mahomes has to put the game just on his arm. And somehow that was going to make us not that, not that great in the playoffs. But for some reason, when the Pittsburgh Steelers got away with that this entire season, they were this golden child of a football team because they were undefeated. And it's Big Ben's swan song. And he's going to win his third and all these things. Something about that doesn't sit well with me. Do you not remember Chris Jones and Frank Clark were balling just like this Pittsburgh uh, Steelers defense is? It was our secondary that could not do anything. Damian Williams finally came into his own and probably should have won Super Bowl MVP, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes leading another 10-point come back, you, you know, you kind of had to kind of had to give it to the guy. Steam has not been good for more than a month. But the Washington football team had the exact recipe that I said they needed, which isn't complicated. You're not making a old school cocktail from the textbook. This is actually very simple. Give me a pass rush which is not hard now because their offensive line can't even get off the line. But give me a pass rush and give me a quarterback that doesn't turn over the ball. That is it. And now they've seemed to dive so much into their head about this pass rush that they forget about people that can run the ball. I saw one of the best running games from the Cincinnati Bengals and it made no sense. It should not have happened. But when you have T.J. Watt screaming off the edge and, and uh, you know, now they don't have as many star players on their defense. But the ones that are trying and committing, they're just committing to get to the quarterback. And last night, that failed them because Ryan Finley looked like Lamar Jackson. Why is this happening to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Why is it all of a sudden now that people are jumping off of the bandwagon and saying that they were the worst 11-0, 10-0, whatever team? That's only happening because they're losing. Like I said, you have to take off the fan goggles sometimes. See what's going on. And the chat's right. 
Big Ben should not be throwing 51 times. The team can't be one-dimensional, especially when the one dimension you're going with, your receivers aren't completing that dimension. If your one dimension is going to be passing, I better see the best pass catchers out there. That's not the case. Juju has consistently proven he's not a number one. Deontay Johnson is fucking, I don't know. <laughs> he's great when he does catch the ball, but he just hasn't been. Chase Claypool was the most overrated Pittsburgh Steelers pro uh, player probably on the team this year. I even saw some people on Steelers Twitter yesterday. Throw it to Claypool, blah, blah, blah. Ben doesn't know what's going on, and that is so rare to see. Because if there's anything breaking down on this team, usually it's not Ben. But I said weeks ago, Big Ben is the weakest link in this. He just is. He's not throwing the ball the same. He's not seeing the field the same. And what is so odd is that I did this comparison on December 8th. I did this comparison saying how much the Steelers and the Jets look very similar. I'm not talking about scheme. I'm literally talking about the skeleton of the team. I said the only thing that makes them different, and it's a huge factor, it's locker room changing. I said the only thing that makes them different is their head coach. And if the Steelers did not have Mike Tomlin as a head coach, I think they would look a lot like the Jets. Their quarterback is underperforming. Throwing off target. Big Ben can't get away with the back shoulder falling away, not looking throws anymore. Their running game is not good. I would actually say the Jets may have a better running game. Their defense has a pass rush, but is very ill-mannered and mistimed. The one thing that the Steelers have up is their secondary, which is okay. But the one thing that bothers me so much is that just a few weeks ago, the reasons or excuses that Pittsburgh Steelers fans are saying right now are the ones that they were telling other fans you cannot say in the National Football League. You can't tell me. <laughs> Steelers fans Steelers fans are like, you can't tell me about injuries. You can't tell me about COVID. You can't tell me about schedule movements. You can't tell me about your bye being moved. It's the National Football League. You have to win games. That Those were Steelers fans. Steelers fans was all Next man up, next week up, Mike Tomlin. We don't care that we don't have our bye. We don't care if someone goes down. It's the National Football League. But now, now it is very different. Now it has almost been recycled in the exact same excuses from the exact opposite side. Steelers fans, you have to eat this one. <laughs> you have to. And I could compare you to any team in this league. But you know the closest comparison is the Jets. And sadly, they won this week. You can be offended by that as much as you want to. 
But would you rather me say you're the Atlanta Falcons? Would you rather me say you're the Jacksonville Jaguars? Because I can't say you're the Buffalo Bills. I can't say you're the Kansas City Chiefs. And I can't say you're even your next door neighbor in the Cleveland Browns. And speaking of them, you better watch out because now the door was creaked and you opened it wide open for someone to come and take your apartment. And how would you feel this year in a year where, man, you thought you had it all? This was Big Ben Swan's song. Said it over and over. And Baker Mayfield and the Browns just come in and take the keys from you. <laughs> come on, y'all. I have only said it week after week. I maybe gave you a two-week break. There were some times where I was like, I'll give you a break. But when I saw you struggle against Dallas, against a third-string quarterback, I only knew that this was coming. And y'all seem to have a problem with third-string quarterbacks because you want to talk about being injured. You played the Cincinnati Bengals without their number one asset, and that's Joe Burrow. I don't want to hear anything about injuries on the defense. I don't want to hear anything about injuries on the offense. When this team is 2-10-1, and one, well, now 3-10-1, and one, and they didn't even have their number one overall draft pick. Their best offensive player, <laughs> at least when it comes to wide receiver, is A.J. Green, and some people completely forgot he's in the league. I'm sorry, but I can't hand it to you. <clears throat> but with that being said, I think that's the episode. I think I went very, that was, that was actually not so aggressive as what everyone probably expected. <sighs> I had a Steelers fan already tell me, yeah, they're trash. Just enjoy your Super Bowl. <laughs> Stop. I'm not here. I'm not here for the confetti for my wins. No, I'm not here for that. I'm not even here for Steelers fans to say, you're right. I'm not here for that either. I'm just here for you to follow me at twitch.tv slash game. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I, I, I'm here for the people that, that don't watch football in the eyes that I do that can't see by week two what's going to happen in week 15. And no, I'm not always going to be batting 100. I'm, I'm not always going to be shooting at the free throw line 100%. But what will happen is that I'm not going to just talk out of my ass or say something just for the conversation. I'm not that type of person on the microphone. The type of person I am that when I see something, I'm going to speak about it because I know that if I see it, it's a fact. And the fact of the matter, Pittsburgh Steelers have not been a good football team all season. It has only been brought to national light because they have lost games. 
And then after they lost one, I said, will they break down or will they become better? Because we have seen teams that have lost one game and became a better football team afterwards. This team did not do that. They won games exactly how they're losing games. They're just not getting away with it anymore. That's that. Juju, you can TikTok that. You can keep dancing on people's logos. You notice it got you blown the fuck up last night. It's not a good look. That's why the Cincinnati Bengals were stunting on you last night. That's why they were high-stepping after interceptions. That's why they were bowing up and getting in your grill after pass deflections. Not because winning isn't unusual to them. It is, but it's not because of that. They wanted to show you that, oh, just because you came in with this record does not mean that we're just going to, uh, you know, sit down and let you run over us, which is what has happened. This team had no rhyme, reason, or excuse to lose that game. Besides the fact they're just not that good. The coaching after halftime got them one drive. One drive. And they scored because of pass interference. <laughs> Other than that, that game was all Bengals. And I did not prepare to get on this microphone and say that. But that's how we're going to end the show. I appreciate everybody <laughs> that has listened, that was involved in the chat, all that. Like I said, we got one more show on Podbean. We got one more show, and that's next Tuesday. After that, we're going to be on twitch.tv slash Game. I appreciate you guys so much for being a part of this. Matter of fact, let me let me check check Twitch right now before I get off. Okay, we still at 249, so we got some, got some work to do still. We got until next Tuesday. We can hit the 250 by next Tuesday. I may stream between now and then, so like I said, Go check out twitch.tv slash game armor game. I put it in the chat. So if you're, if you knew and you jumped in and I didn't see you, you can just scroll up. It's in there. Um, I appreciate all y'all. I want to see you guys in the same fashion on Twitch, if not times, however many, uh, because you know, as long as I average three to four people, that helps me get closer and closer to affiliate. As long as you guys stay after, uh, active in the chat, that gets me more and more to affiliate. So by the time we get to affiliate, then we can start really having some fun with this thing. So twitch.tv slash game armor game. Like I said, if you get the notification bell that I'm live, just go ahead and click it. Sit in the background, be active in the chat, put it on your TV, whatever you got to do. Just, you know, be a part of the family. Uh, with that being said, everybody have happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all those things. There will not be a show this Thursday. Enjoy the time with your family and your loved ones. Uh, whether if that's, you know, immediate family, distant family, uh, friends, roommates, whatever it may be, enjoy this time. Um, and then let's, let's get the hell up out of 2020 because we definitely, definitely got to get out of there. Appreciate y'all. I love y'all. I'm out of here. Fake news. Fake news. I'm not out of here. No, I'm kidding. I really, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Voice of Fandom podcast. You can join live every Tuesday and Thursday by downloading the Podbean app or listen to. Hey, we pausing again. Fake news, fake news. We at 250 on Twitch. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey. way to sneak that in. Way to sneak that in right at the end. 
We are at 250 on Twitch. Let's get it. Like I said, twitch.tv slash game armor game. We're going to be on that bitch live. Let's go. Everybody that follows, just keep the notifications on. You'll know when I go up, when I go live. It's going to be fire. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Now, I'm out of here. Thank you for listening to the Voice of Fandom podcast. You can join live every Tuesday and Thursday by downloading the Podbean app or listen to audio playback exclusively through the Kansas City Podcast Network, available by app download or anywhere else you choose to listen to your podcasts.